This podcast is for education purposes only. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of the United States Marine Corps, United States Navy, or any other Department of Defense entity. The material and information presented here is for general information only. All right, welcome back to the No Way Out podcast. I'm here with the dapper, the debonair, the delightful John. Wow, Always great triple to see D's. You. The triple D. Thank you. I don't know if that's... Well, yeah, triple D. We'll take. We'll we'll go for that one and, right now. And I thought you fit all those descriptions. Thank you, John. I believe so. Yeah, thank but you. thank you for that. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Welcome, everybody. So excited to see you again. I did want to talk to you first and foremost, though, about an experience I had recently, deciding to take my children to the magical, mythical world of Disneyland. Oh, the Magic Kingdom. The Magic Kingdom, oh, okay. the happiest place on it earth. It is the apparently. happiest place on earth. Although they say that. But yes. Yeah. Well. 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 Again, we'll, I, we I would challenge that. So, so as a child, you know, I never really had. I did go to Disneyland one time, but I got stuck on babysitting duty because I have seven siblings, and so I didn't really have the experience. So I thought, hey, yeah, I'm going to bring my kids to the Magic Kingdom, to Disneyland. We're going to have an excellent experience. Sure. So I was singing Pocahontas songs, prepping for this, diving back into the Little Mermaid experience, still kind of confused by that story. Yeah. Didn't want to read the Grimm's Brothers fairy tales, which they based many of those off of because those are actually the real thing, and I didn't want to have to deal with that. But yeah. Yeah. So we get into the Magic Kingdom, and I don't know, $2,000. I don't know how much money. At this point, you're just gifting it away. Sure. You're just throwing money at people yeah, when you walk yeah. in. I'm not sure what happened. I think they draw blood or they you you do a like a kidney donation or something. Something. At this point. Absolutely. It's very expensive. It's very yeah. expensive. But but again, you know what? We're just gonna go for it. Sure. I'm gonna drink that you Kool-Aid. Have to. We're gonna just do it. Yeah. Because I need to be a good parent. Somehow Disney has mm-hmm. convinced mm-hmm. all parents in the United States of America and perhaps worldwide. World. It's a worldwide venture. Yeah. The happiest place on earth. Yeah. If you don't bring your children to Disneyland. You're you, a bad parent. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, so, you, you know what? You now are disqualified from parenthood. Yes, it's yeah. over. It's gone. So, you know, we moved here to San Diego and I thought, we have to do this. You got to go. No yeah. matter the expense, if I have to go to a payday loan place, you know, yeah. whatever. Let's get this done. Sure. So we show up. And I plan this out because I'm a smart, semi-smart person. You know what? A Tuesday in November, first week of November, on a Tuesday during school. Like, I'm t- taking my kids out of school so I don't have to stand in line, perhaps. Or I've heard rumors of this standing in line thing going on at Disney. Yeah. and you hours have, on end. Yeah. And you have a better chance of no line or a smaller line yes. on a weekday school day in yes. November. And then I bought the February. Ge- yeah. And I bought the genie passes, all kinds of passes, sure. fast passes, yeah. whatever passes. Sure. To, yeah. to avoid avoid these lines well it show up tens of thousands of humans just everywhere maybe a million maybe yeah, a million the, the tens of thousands might be an understatement because i've i've seen it also there yeah. were millions of people millions it felt yeah. like millions of people and i'm trying to drag my my you know my humans who i chose to you know have in my life with me sure. to this whole thing with my wife yeah. this whole experience yeah Walking through, you're smelling popcorns. Popcorn smells are floating around. Oh, sure. Churros, Churros smells. Yeah. A turkey leg. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm buying turkey legs, churros, mm-hmm. 
uh, ice cream, ice coffee. cream, yeah. Uh, yeah, all these things. And I thought, what is happening? And then the first try, let's go, let's go get some rides. This is gonna be really fun. Mm-hmm. Even with the fast passing lines, just lines yeah. of humans, yeah, standing and yeah. waiting, and people feigning injuries and feigning broken legs, absolutely, so they could get I, into the fast I didn't the know that that was a pass. trick. Yeah, no yeah. clue with this. I'm just standing in line, and I have three sons. And what are the two youngest doing the whole time we're there at Disneyland? They're, Just guess. They're not laughing. No. They're not They're not enjoying themselves. No. I'm going to guess that. Y- yeah. Correct. It's not happy for them. No. What? They're fighting. They're fighting. Full yeah. on yeah. fist fights. And I see other troubled, sweaty parents with huge backpacks like myself sure. with sure. carts of these. Rucksacks. Rucksacks of stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Water Try- bottles. Oh, everything. Yeah. Food Suntan items. lotion. Yeah. Whatever. The sunscreen. Submachine guns. <laughs> you I should have had one of those. <laughs> you name it, they brought it. Just. For the happiest place on earth. Right. Camping you have gear. to be prepped. Yeah. And I would obviously was not for this is my first experience. Yeah, kids are screaming, yelling. Other parents are confused, trying to hold back the children from fighting, mm-hmm. for, waiting in line to for the Magic Mountain or something. All these rides, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. and once you get on the ride, you're like, okay, yeah, I've made I, it. I, I've made it. And not only that, I thought I might actually get a break from being a parent and enjoy a ride with my kids, but it goes so fast. Yeah. It's like a 30 second experience with some pirates screaming at my face. You you waited two hours for a 30 second experience on the ride. Yeah. And that was pretty magical, you know, riding on a boat and watching these (laughs) animatronics uh, pretend they're humans. Yeah. And then when you get out of the ride, there's usually a Disney princess or somebody smiling in your face. Mm -hmm. And next, you know, I have to start taking pictures with, with these, people mm-hmm. it was like a wedding and i that was yeah. the worst part about my wedding was how many pictures do we need to take to yeah. capture this experience yeah and end of the day shows up and we have to stay for some st- i shouldn't say stupid but some parade there's a parade there's always a parade yeah there's, there's yeah. just parades and there's going fires. on there's a, a thirty thousand dollar firework show right yeah. Yeah. Kids are exhausted. Of the money you pay to get into the park, it's part of the proceeds you get this firework show. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you get some kind loud, of firework show. Loud yeah. blasting. There's bangs. Yeah. There's parades everywhere. My kids are screaming and fighting, of course. I bought another turkey leg. You, you have to. I, it yeah. just, it's just I'm starving to death because sure. I, didn't, I didn't have the backpack full or the, yeah. the, the hand cart. You didn't bring rations. I, and yeah, I had no MREs. No yeah. MREs. Yeah. And then we get back at our car. It's all done. <laughs> yeah. This was arguably the most exhausting experience for a father mm-hmm. and mother. I And my wife and I are like, what just happened? There, This is, what is this world that people are convinced on, John? Yeah. You convinced me on this. What? Am I wrong? You're a native Californian. <laughs> yeah, I've gone several times. It's, it's, we were the stopping grounds. Our family was the... When when people visited us, uh, they want they needed they didn't want to go to Disneyland, they needed to go to <laughs> Disneyland. They were drawn in like the tractor beam on Star Wars. Yes, they were drawn to the happiest place on earth. So our my family was obligated to go, which was great because yeah. as a kid, you know, left alone, you could run around and and do whatever you want while um, the other family from out of town was entertained. So I went several times. Mm-hmm. And and had um, some good experiences as a kid. Sure, maybe not so much as a parent, but <laughs> <laughs> it 
except sleeping on the train. As the train goes around the world, it gives you a reprieve where yes. your children can sleep and you can sleep until you hit Kingdom of the Dinosaurs <laughs> and you're looking at a T-Rex, uh, you know, chewing a Stegosaurus. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that time sleeping on the train that goes around the park is a really nice time when you get older. Uh, so, yeah, I understand the experience. Yeah. And it's, and it's enormously expensive. Oh, it's it's hugely expensive. And and this was a time before the second park was built, uh, where there just used to be a parking oh, lot. Oh, I, I got the jumper pass. I was over yeah. in that world, too. The two worlds. Oh, there were yeah. two worlds. Two worlds of the happiest place on earth. Yeah. Okay. So, John, now I'm sitting in the car. Yeah. And I asked my children. You got to drive home. I have to drive home two hours in <laughs> L.A. traffic, yeah. right? Or three hours. I don't know how long it was. So I finally get home. I asked the kids, did you like this? Oh, we loved They had so much fun. They, they had a blast. Was, they they yeah. had a magical experience as sure. a kid, apparently. And then I realized I taught them nothing about life today. Nothing. Disney. What did I, what, what happened? I took them out of school, out of real life, mm-hmm. placed them into this world for the whole day. How are they going to function as a human at school the next day? Like, what? They're just yeah. poor teachers. Yeah. They had popcorn, sure. turkey legs, churros, sure. Disney princesses, and Mickey Mouse, and all mm. these other... Is Mickey Mouse is Disney, yeah, right? He, he and, is. Yes, yeah. and, and then yeah. I had the thought, John, you know what we're going to go... You know what we're going to do next for our next little theme park experience? What? We're going to go to the casino. The casino. We're going to a casino. Okay. And not like one of these nice casinos. We're going to a real casino in Vegas, like on the old strip. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to just show them a different type of, maybe a real place. Yeah. Where people have real things at stake. Sure. And yeah. and when you walk in, there are certain smells. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, I, they're, they're not churros and, and, nope. uh, and Disney methamphetamine smells. <laughs> These are different kinds of yes. smells, like um, like cigarette smoke, yes, um, vomit, absolutely, uh, and other kinds of scents. I can't y- yes. think of them, I, but knowing the casinos, <laughs> as, as I have known the casinos, <laughs> this is a different kind of experience. Not so much the happiest place on earth. Uh, definitely not. It, it's it's a, a world of up and down and yeah. uh, highs and lows yes. and just messiness everywhere. And, yeah. And depressed and happy and just confusing. Sure. And I thought maybe this might be a better place. A better teaching ground. A better teaching ground for yeah. me to bring my children. By the way, it's free to get in, just to let you know. Yeah. Yeah, you could walk. Yeah, it's free right until you pull the slot handle. Yeah, or sure. Or you put down the poker chips. Yeah, it's it's or, it's yeah, all free. It's all free. Until just that. like I, I got born onto this planet. It was all, I just showed up. Yeah. And there's no real line to wait on to no. pull the, the handle no, no. down on there the slot machine. There are plenty of spaces available. You walk up to the blackjack table. Yes. Yeah, so you're not really waiting in a line. And by the way, they give you free drinks at the blackjack table. Free drinks. Yes. Yeah, that sounds entertaining. It, that's a, a great way to lure you in. Do you get anything free at Disneyland? Do they give you a free water bottle? There was no grace yeah. there at all. No grace. It was no. just all money. Mm-hmm. And and, you shelling and, and, the I'm, money I'm, out. and I'm supposed to just be smiling the whole time. Yeah. I had no clue what to do at Disneyland with my facial expressions. Yeah. What well, do you do there? I don't know. Juxtaposed with the casino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no lines. But there is a promise, though. <laughs> there's a hope, potentially. There's a hope. What's the hope? You might win. Oh, I get yeah. the casino. You actually yeah, might yeah, win yeah. something. Yeah. 
okay so when you walk in and you you see um you see aunt josephine at the <laughs> at the table with a with a oxygen mask on yes oxygen tank because she has emphysema right while she's still smoking kids need to see holding this. the handle down putting in uh, dollars at a time you hear the sounds going off mm -hmm. ding 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 it's, right, i think right, it's right. in c major it's probably c major c major it's solid yeah it's a thing that signals the pleasure center of the <laughs> yeah, brain that yep. And then I think they make sounds of, of coins falling in a dish. Right. A metal dish. Ding, 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 ding. So there's a promise that this could be the happiest place on earth. Uh, although we see people hunched over and yeah. pulling the handles down and they yeah. look really depressed. Yeah. Um, they look very saddened by life. Maybe that is a better teaching ground. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can learn. There's resiliency to learn at Disneyland. Absolutely. How to, you know, maybe... You know, you got to wait in line. Uh, planning. I had to. Pl to I, plan I did not plan properly. Strategic planning. Yes. You have to flank certain areas. Uh -huh. Yeah. Don't even bother to go to the Star Wars portion of the Disneyland. That's just ten million people. There's no uh, chance you're getting I've on never that. Been, my son loves it. I I've never yeah. seen it. I want to see it someday. Yeah. 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 Uh, someday. Maybe I'll be dragged one day. Well, I'm in the wheelchair, and and they'll wheel me to Star Wars land. Uh, but there's a there's a there's a promise with both places. Yes. They're juxtaposed. And maybe one supposes to be happy. The other one definitely is the happiest place on earth. One supposes to be the it's happiest. Like, oh, maybe. <laughs> but there's the promise of, of new life or the reinvigoration of your bank account getting larger. <laughs> sure. Because you're going to win. Um, and there's the sounds. There's different smells, as you said earlier. But there's also... There's also the sounds of winning in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'm convinced now that the casino is the next Taylor family trip. Yeah. We're going to go there after you know our conversation, the explanation, give them a little taste of sure of of life. Yeah. Smells. I don't know if I could do the Disneyland the uh, sights ever again. and sounds and sights smells. And sounds. Yeah. Yeah. And you could even call it the happiest place on earth. I could. I could. I could label it yeah. that. I, 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 our our six-hour drive to Vegas, I could be playing casino music, yeah. like old, I don't know what type of music they yeah. play. In casino well, the Rat numbers. Pack. You yes. would play some Dean Martin, some oh Sammy gosh. Davis Jr., You're some Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Sean. Well, that that's fine. Yeah. People need to know that yeah, I, that I, I have aged. Elvis song. Yeah, and and while you're heading yeah. there, and then and then when you enter into the casino, you all you wear, all of your kids will have headphones on, playing something different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, John. They'll be now, playing "It's a Small World." Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's shift gears. Sure. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about stigma, the stigma attached to individuals, including myself and you, you as well of not going to seek help from guided mentors, from people like you and I on a certain level with the jobs we have, yeah. perhaps what plays a role in us not seeking that help at 18, 19, 20, 21, 41, I'm 41 now. Yeah. You're a little bit older, just a touch. A little bit older. But what perhaps has played a role in us not seeking the mental, spiritual, help that we need and you, we were discussing this concept of masculinity and I just want you to yeah give me a taste of what masculinity what America has convinced us as men I mean we're men 
You yeah. and I are men. Yeah, we are Look men. Look at us. Yeah, it's pork and beans, oh, yeah. steak and potatoes. Yes. Yeah. Do we even eat vegetables? Bourbon and cigarettes. Yeah, we yeah. don't eat any, we, we don't have any vegetables, right? It's just meat. No, no veggies. Those yeah. are for weaklings. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we, we don't do that. We do steak and potatoes. That's all we eat. We don't even have A1 sauce on the steak. Absolutely not. Do we even put yeah. butter on it? A little butter and salt? Only if you're sitting in the back of a Hemi truck. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so tell me, from your perspective, you're a little bit older than me, and I'm, you know, 41. I'll admit yeah. my age. Yeah. What has been taught you at, at what is a man, and why not to go seek help uh, when the internal, mental, spiritual world is a little out of whack? Yeah. You're right. You know, things are things are out of whack, and things, uh, things in our lives. Uh, incidences and and scenarios in our lives go out of whack uh they and it happens for all of us whether those are relationship breakups um family problems our own interpersonal crisis financial difficulties whatever it might be and we want to reach out we we know we need some help but then there's this thing in the way called stigma and the stigma that is glaringly a part of our culture I think is deeply connected to the idea of masculinity and I'm not ignoring women in in this yeah but I'm saying that because masculinity is has been something that's been um, going for quite some time connected to an idea of individualism that's been happening for probably the last uh, 500 to 800 years yeah, in, the, in our funny. history that um, men are to be the strong, silent type. So I grew up in the, uh, in the later 60s and 70s, and uh, the generation before me, my father's generation, was really more, maybe more enraptured by ideas of masculinity. And these ideas are pervasive and strong. They're ideas like, they're, they're actually discourses that run around in our culture and speak to us in ways. Men don't cry. Men deal with, they are the strong silent type and therefore should, not only should they not cry, but they should not tell other people their problems. Mm. They should keep it to themselves and pull themselves up by their bootstraps. This can be, and I've seen it to be enormously problematic, but this pervasive masculinity problem is, as I've said, is it's rampant in our culture. And I grew up with this. My father's generation grew up with this, and I think the generation before him, it was probably worse. I think we're making some strides. Yeah. But this idea of like, how do I break out of this stigma to, I know I need help. Culture is telling me to not get help. Culture is telling me, forget it. Remain silent. Remain strong. Pull yourself up. You could do this on your own. Right. And again, that's connected to individualism. And what we found and what we're continuing to find is that individualism doesn't work out so well. It doesn't work out for women, particularly with problems with um, weight 
and bulimia or anorexia. There are cultures that there is no bulimia or anorexia, like the Maori tribe in New Zealand. There is none. But in our culture, where women, where thinness and beauty equals success, yeah, somehow, there, when, that's what you grew up in in the sixties and seventies. That was yeah, a huge, right? Yeah. Skinny, tan, short yeah. shorts. The the yeah. This is what a woman is supposed to mm-hmm. look like, which is absurd. Absurd, absurd. And the and Barbie, the, men the Barbie su- shaped that. The Barbie right. doll shaped that for women. And, and then men are supposed to be that silent, strong. strong masculine rugged i yeah. and we we watch we watch these commercials these particularly truck commercials are um you know you've got sam elliott's voice mm-hmm. in there and it's like this is a hemi truck this has <laughs> hey, mud like flaps. A hemi truck. Yeah, I mean, this has lots of torque sure. yeah. and and guys are like well i've been driving a prius <laughs> yeah and yeah. then they look over, they glance over at the truck at the stoplight, and they're like, the truck, uh, the truck guy, you know, has has arm hanging out the window oh, and his baseball cap back. Yeah, I'm from Utah. If you don't have a truck there, I didn't have, I, I've never yeah. owned a truck. But yeah. if you didn't have a truck there, you're right. I'm in a Geo Metro. That's aging me a little bit. Geo Metro, yeah. With a four cylinder. I don't even yeah. admit what I, I'm driving. Yeah. I can't admit it. I've got to push my car off the line. I can't even, it's not even going to really accelerate. Yeah, so how am I going to admit? Maybe some internal issues. If I yeah. can't even say that I drive a Geo Metro yeah. or a Prius yeah. in front of my uber masculine friends, yeah. right? Even though secretly they're all hoping that they could maybe share that with somebody. Yeah, with somebody. But I think that the proliferation of culture and yeah. media arts in 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 America in particular is largely. Um, at fault for this stigma that we're all carrying. We're carrying this internal shame and blame and guilt and and saying, I can't go to anybody for help. And boy, I wish I really drove the Hemi truck. Yeah. Because I'd like to have that big masculine voice. I can't even tie a knot and put kayaks on the top of my car. (laughs) And I have to ask my neighbor, um, this uh, retired drywall uh, construction guy to come over and tie the knots. He's like, what's wrong with you? Exactly. Um, Aren't you a man? Well, I lost the masculine gene somewhere <laughs> and I can't tie a knot. Okay. Wait, you're not a scout, John? Sissy, you've never been a scout. Oh my gosh. What do you mean you can't tie a knot? And I confessed to him that <laughs> that on a, on a, a little cruise over to Catalina, a family uh, sailing cruise where we were learning Navy na- nautical uh, not tying yeah. a nine-year-old girl beat me out on a sheep shank <laughs> i couldn't tie the knot john i want to applaud you for confessing that to there it is opening listeners, up listeners there's my confession <laughs> which um, is a good thing to say admit to somebody yeah. that you are kind of incompetent with not tying not tying and and other kinds of masculine endeavors but that doesn't make me any less male and it was learning the hard road that um and 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 boy, many, many different things that I internalized and learning this hard road yeah. before I ever went to go ask anybody mm. for help. And these communities that I'm talking about, like Maori tribe and uh, tribal communities and relational communities that are not individualistic, they're, they're collective. Those communities, um, as a matter of fact, don't either don't suffer... Um, 
for example, women don't suffer postpartum depression because it's a it's a communal endeavor. But we have it here under individualism. Right. And I suffered under this individualism for far too long. We're trying to build a culture here of we are all in relationship with one yes. another. Uh, again, it in the Marine Corps, there's it's a your individualism is a bit stripped from you and you're made a collective we. Which is a powerful ideal, to, but it's a very challenging thing because yeah. like you're saying, if you were born into this rabbit individualism, masculinity, whatever it might yeah. be, then all of a sudden we have to come together as one group. One group. We're the collective we. We're, we're, a, we're a team and, and we have to have that team. And so in some ways, it's really built in to be a really great thing. But I think the idea of being a weakling or a sissy or or, um, or a bitch, I think I could say that. Yeah, we, this is an we, explicit podcast, but I think that's the yeah. phraseology that is important for us to recognize. We These are words being said. Or this is part of even my vernacular in my head sometimes. Yeah. If I can't do X amount of push-ups or pull-ups or whatever it might be, yeah that that word will show up in my brain. Sure, I'm even being a that's, bitch or a shitbag. Yeah. And even though that's not the it's case, not true. these are the things that are spoken over us and the narrative spoken over us is quite powerful. We start to internalize that. And again, one of those narratives being spoken, uh, one of the masculine narratives is we can't go for help. Yeah. Therefore, what exists, what comes out of that is this stigma I can't ask for help. Yeah. Now we're trying to break that and we are in a collective community and I'm grateful for that collective community, but we all have to work together to break stigma. And I think from our leadership, our, our top leadership down, um, there are priorities that are about mental and spiritual yes. health yeah. and fitness so that we're fit for duty, that yeah. we are fit um, I don't, I, I can't remember what we call that. Um, there is spiritual fitness and there's mental, mental fitness, fitness, physical fitness, physical fitness, and it's all being fit for duty. For duty. Yeah. To, to do the job that needs to get done yeah. in the most extraneous uh, circumstances. Let me give you an example of this, John, when you're talking about men don't cry. Uh, a fascinating, I, I grew up obviously in a culture where that was pervasive. But yet at church sometimes, because I went to church, you know, my parents made me go to church. I'm being frank with you. My parents made me go to church. And then at 18, I'm like, oh, I like church people now because they forgave me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at church sometimes, I'd see some men cry. Mm -hmm. They were being vulnerable. Yeah. And even for me, even at church, it was like, why are they doing this? That's yeah. how pervasive that culture was. And I, I would see these 50, 60-year-old men crying about something. Like they lost their son or they were just the worst and they got a divorce. All yeah. of a sudden I saw these, and, and that was very helpful for me mm. on a certain level in, oh, okay, you can do this, but I'm still not going to do it because I'm a man. And it took me a long time to finally do this. Let me give you an example. I had a young, uh, in my ministry work, Someone came and talked to me, 27 years old. I mean, masculine dude. We're talking muscles. You know, when you're thinking about a John Wayne Western yeah. character there shows up in your office, yeah. you're like, 
I'm thinking to myself, why are you here? You're like a man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you shouldn't be you're coming You're the Marlboro in here. man. You're the yeah. Marlboro man. <laughs> like, what are you doing in this office right now? Like, aren't you supposed to be working out or saving the farm from foreign invaders? Or, <laughs> yeah. But he showed up. And it was a really powerful conversation. And you could see he's bubbling up. His eyes are bubbling up with tears. And, and he couldn't let it out. And all of a sudden, he just starts weeping. And I, I was getting a little emotional too. I just, well, I'm like, oh my gosh. And he didn't really say much. He's kind of a silent stoic type. Yeah. I didn't really have to ask any questions. He finally started crying. Mm-hmm. And it was a, I'm like, wait, the Marlboro man can cry? Yeah. Like, what is happening here? What's happening to the world? But he said something very interesting to me. He goes, where I grew up and where I was from, I've, this is the first time I have cried in my life. Hmm. I'm, I'm maybe as a kid, obviously, or yeah. he got, uh, and all he needed to do was just get it out, and he just cried. I was Again, like, weeping. Holy cow. Yeah. So 27 years, mm. think wow. about that, yeah. of holding it all in, and it all showed up, and then after we were done having our conversation, and I go, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel really good. I feel, yeah. I feel good. Yeah. And I go, wow, you're a human being. Oh. Marlboro Man, John Wayne's a human being. You got some emotion now. Human world, yeah. And I'm not saying you have to cry every second about everything. But what's fascinating is I try to, if, if tears are going to show up now, I'm 41 years old, I let them show up. And that maybe, maybe I'm less of a man compared to John Wayne. But what's fascinating is every time I've had that happen, when I let them just kind of well up and go. Yeah. The body and the mind and the heart respond with this rush of, okay, I feel a little bit better I now. Feel better. Yeah. I can process a few things better now. Yeah. Uh, I'm not those words you said, John. <laughs> that was actually fascinating. And my wife's like, oh my gosh, he emotionally connected with yeah. me. Wow. Yeah. I like him more now. He emoted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was vulnerable. He was vulnerable. And, uh, and, yeah. and, and every single time that, and I was just, my heart broke for that 27-year-old, but I totally understood where he sure. was coming from. Sure, yeah. That the Marlboro man, the John Wayne man, yeah. we don't do this. And, and think about where he grew up, where his cult, uh, dad didn't do it, grandpa probably didn't do it, brothers didn't do yeah. it. That whole area where he grew up in, you don't do this stuff. Yeah. He never talked to anybody about his inner feelings. He yeah. never, it was really a, a powerful conversation. Yeah. And it made me think, I'm glad I do what I do. And then my heart kind of broke. Like, picture at 22, yeah. if, if he would have perhaps let that out. Yeah. Maybe got some mentorship. Some, mm-hmm. uh, went to somebody. Went to somebody. Uh, to, a trusted friend or, yeah. or somebody. But, again, with that powerful stigma in mind and, and ideas of masculinity holding him back, I think it, there's a lot of judgment. It's our own internal judgment, but... There was a old um, Gregory Bateson is a old like anthropologist, and there was an idea: I see you, seeing me, seeing you, mm. and it's this idea of comparison that I look out and see you. You're looking back at me, and you could see everything inside of me. If I cry or if I'm vulnerable, not only do you already know and can see me, but now you're seeing this shame you're seeing this mm. and what's that going to do what are people going to think of me yep so then we're spinning an internal dialogue 
We're spinning our own narrative about what others are saying about us. And I think for Marines and sailors and for the rest of ma uh, mankind, at least in individualistic societies like ours, particularly the United States, that it's almost inescapable. And what do we do with that? Yeah. And as that person had freedom, and, and I, I saw that freedom with my father when my mother died, uh, I had never seen him cry. We grew up a working class family. He worked for United Parcel Service. He delivered furniture. Uh, he broke his back delivering furniture every, I mean that not literally, figuratively, <laughs> every day. And he was just sort of this rugged guy. Uh, but I saw him cry when my mom died about nine years ago for the first time. Wow. And he said he felt really cleansed by that, being able to be vulnerable. You know, there is that you, you feel the sadness and you feel the frog in your throat and you want to cry. I've done this in movies, but then I've sort of looked in the darkness of the movie, looked left yeah, and yeah. looked right. <laughs> and like, who's going to, will anybody hear me? Please don't see me. Will anybody <laughs> see me? Because uh, I really, it's very emotional. Sure. But again, it's just emotional. It's, we That's all what have separates this. you from the beast. Yeah. That's right. That's the good stuff I try to help people yeah. recognize. That's, oh, I'm not numb. I'm not, I, I have, just don't want to eat, breed, yeah. make money, and die. Yeah. Like when emotion shows up, like, oh, I'm thankful to be a human now, even yeah. though it's embarrassing sometimes. Like, oh, yeah. everybody who cries, even in my office. Yeah. I'm so sorry, chaps. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry. I used to say the same stuff, and I yeah. still say the same thing sometimes yeah. in certain contexts or situations. Even at church, I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Like, yeah. I, I thank you for hearing me out. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. fumbling over your words and whatever yeah. else. And everybody in that room is thankful. They're thankful. They're actually thankful. Oh, somebody had the courage to shed a tear. And same thing. I've got boxes of Kleenex, and yeah, and I have stock in the Kleenex company. Why? Because it's when people can get behind the closed doors and actually be vulnerable, um, it's an emotion, just like laughter or anything else. But for men, for most guys, the only acceptable emotion is anger. Yeah, Maybe exactly. disgust, maybe yeah. hunger, <laughs> but anger is really the only one that's okay to show. Right. It's what we're taught to show. Yeah, exactly. It, when the kid messes up, like, you know, we got kids. Yeah. What the hell's your problem? That's right. There's a man. That's right. And then, but if you say that in public and people are surrounding you, like this guy's kind of losing his mind a little bit. Yeah. Like his kid's six. Yeah. Like, maybe anger, maybe. But you're right. Like I yeah. was, I was a sports guy. Played in tons of sports teams, mm -hmm. travel teams, all-star teams. Aggression, aggression, competitive. Yes, aggression, yes. J just uber aggression. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this is necessarily a bad thing because that is part of of what I am as well is yeah. it, there's a time for the aggression. There's a time for war. There's a time for peace, all these different yeah. times. But that was the narrative that mm -hmm. was, yeah. Oh, there's a man. He's showing off yeah. his, and it's quite yeah. performative. And when you're, it is performative. When you're praised for it by other Absolutely. men, uh, it becomes performative to be aggressive or angry. Well, I can't tell you how many people come to me because they realize that the anger is getting in the way of some kind of cherished 
uh, value or virtue of theirs. Yeah. Like they might really be peacemakers. Absolutely. They might be lovers. Yeah. And this anger is getting in the way of that. And really what they want to do is be vulnerable, but they can't. It's yeah. not it's not safe. Yeah. One of my favorite rock bands is Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I love wow. this rock band. Still to this day, when I'm working out, I'm like, yeah, Zach Del Rocha from L.A., yeah. Race Riots. Yes. Yeah. You know, F the system. You know, just right. really, you know. Pump it. Yeah. He does say a phrase that I that these emotions we're talking about, he says your anger is a gift and it can be a gift at yeah. certain times and in certain places. Yeah. Just like that peace emotion, that t- these can be gifts to you. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But if I just listen to Rage Against the Machine all day, every day, which they have a great guitar, so I'm not completely opposed to it. Yeah. yeah. But if that's the only thing I'm playing around with in my heart and in my mind, the damage that can be done. That's right. That's right. But it is a gift at certain different uh, different places. Like if, if if someone comes into my house and tries to harm my kids, right? My anger is a gift. Better yeah. show up. Yeah. If we're helping the homeless, the poor, like there's yeah. things we need to be angry about. Let's be angry about those things. However, if that's the only primary emotion that I'm going to play around with, yeah. that I only have in my head and my heart. That thing is going to be extremely destructive. destructive Two to forces. Sure. I can beat my kids. All kinds of stuff is going to show up that you don't want to show up. And what you and I are talking about with this idea of, let's say, emotion, crying, peace. I love this idea, vulnerability, because those are also gifts. They're, They're also gifts. Huge yes. gifts for your own soul, your own sake. Yeah. And they will spread throughout your little tribe if you have a kid or a yes. family. This yeah. will spread to your kids, yeah. to your the people you lead, let's say if you're in a certain leadership position. If it's only anger all the time, it becomes white noise. Yeah, exactly. And and, and then it has yeah. to touch into those other gifts. You have to find that grace. You have to yeah. find these other things. And just to, it made me think of this hilarious story of when I had to get my tears away. You were talking about movies yeah. when you're looking to the left and the right. I had an older brother who performed masculinity like uber masculinity to a t i won't say his name because he knows who he is we (laughs) we were watching this i don't know why the old vhs machine the tracking was bad but the film was benji benji you remember benji yes i remember benji i was i think i was about seven maybe yeah and benji gets his his owner drops him off accidentally loses him on this trip on an island and Benji gets stuck with a the the owner leaves can't find Benji. The reason why he can't find Benji is because Benji saw some pups from a wolf and the mother wolf died, fell off a cliff. I don't know how that even happened, but wolves aren't that stupid. But Benji's like, "What do I do? Do I go with my master or do I stay with these little puppy wolves and yeah. be their mom?" And I remember at the end of the film, sorry, I'm spoiling Benji for anybody who wants to see this film. Yeah. Nobody will watch this. Yeah, I don't think so. But the owner comes back on a helicopter to find his beloved dog, Benji. Yeah. And Benji looks, looks at these pups who he's helped raise, and he sees his owner. And Benji's in this dilemma. Do I stay with my pup, my pups? Yeah. Or do I go to my owner? And I remember as like a seven-year-old... Like I started crying. I had no idea why I'm yeah. crying. It was just like the music. I don't sure. know. What it was. And my brother was not going to let this happen. Yeah. Not a chance in hell. He's going to yeah. let this happen. <laughs> he started beating me up. So not only am I, yeah. am I crying with tears of like, oh, Benji. Benji. I'm yeah. getting hit in the like dead legs yeah. to the body. He's like, what are you, some sissy? Like he's yeah. just making fun of me. 
And then that was kind of that first moment, like, oh, I can't do this. It's not I, safe. This yeah. is not a safe space. Yeah. It, it, it's such a funny memory yeah. to think of a seven-year-old sweet little Bryce. Sweet seven-year-old. Just Benji. Yeah, yeah. It Benji. was old yeller for me. Old yeller, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, if you don't get a little misty and old yeller, I don't know if yeah. you have a soul. Yeah. I think there's, you know, it's like. You the, could be a sociopath. You could if, be a sociopath. Yeah. Like the end of Field of Dreams. Field where, of Dreams. Where he's a, throwing the ball with his dad. Let's have a If catch. you don't have a few things yeah. well up in your eyes, I wonder. Yeah. If anger's been the only thing that you've yeah. faced your whole life. Yeah. Anger or aggression. Yeah. I was thinking about. And that's about, the good stuff of the humanity. Anyway. I, I think, yeah. And it, that really resonates with me. And it may resonate with our listening audience. I hope it does. Um, and I'm thinking about, I don't, I don't, anger being an emotion, I don't want to badmouth anger because as you were saying earlier, it is actually, it's an emotion for a reason. How can we utilize that reason for good purposes? Yeah. And anger has fueled revolution and change mm-hmm. and spurred really great moments, yet it could also be used for very, for evil and for very bad things, and um, and people enter the legal system as results of it, power and dominance over people. So, yeah, I I did I wanted to just make that commentary to say it's not a bad thing, but neither is sadness, heartbreak, vulnerability, tears. Yeah, those things that those emotions are not bad either, and. I remember recently, uh, I think um, my son had convinced me. I, Brendan Fraser to me seemed to have gone off the deep end. Uh, I always well, George of the Jungle. I mean, I, come I on. Loved, I loved yeah. everything, and I loved the Mummy series. And <laughs> you love the Mummy. Oh, yeah. We'll have a debate at another time. We'll, okay, we'll debate over that. But <laughs> yeah, it was sort of this comeback. This uh, trying to be like sort of an Indiana Jones character. You know, hadn't heard from him in a long time, and then. Um, I see the Academy Awards and he gets the Academy Award for Best Actor for The Whale. And then my son says, hey, Dad, let's watch that. I'm like, well, it doesn't really sound interesting. Yeah, He's like, Dad, it's really, really a good film. And this is my youngest son. He's uh, going to be 25 here in in a few weeks. And I said, sure, I'll watch it. And we sit down and watch the film and it's a brutally painful film to watch but i recommend our listening audience to watch it because of the the depth and breadth of humanity in the film uh and at the very end there i i don't want to spoil anything but there at the very end there is a it's very very sad and i am i the frog comes up in my <laughs> here throat, it comes and i am weeping uh, at the end of this film and yeah. my son looks over and says dad what's wrong and then he goes, oh, well, Dad, I told you this is a really sad film. And my wife and I, my wife was watching. We're all three crying together. And I thought, after that, I'm like, I am at my age still wrestling with an internal shame mm-hmm. and guilt. Oh, why shouldn't I have been vulnerable? What am I teaching my kids if not? You know, I reflected from that moment, and I've been very happy. That wasn't the only time I've cried in front of my sons. Um, they've seen me cry often because I, I had made some kind of a pledge to myself at some point to, sh- 
show the full range of emotions and and to kick the masculinity ideas and let them know it's okay. Yeah. But this was just one in particular, the most probably the most recent time uh, that I really felt this and. And it was a very, very sad movie, and uh, we were all three crying together. I just said, son, this is so sad. I can't believe the sadness of this, and and my heart's reflecting it. And he's like, so I feel the same way, Dad. And But think I, about the connection you just movies. had with two people. Yeah. Your yeah. son seeing this, your wife seeing this, yeah. all three of you in a sad film. And I'm going to see this as well because yeah. I'm a sucker for drama. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. Yeah. But that's such a powerful connection, I think, with, with your, your your wife and your son. And, and you just, okay, the masculinity, the frog in the throat thing, I'll, you know what, I'm just going to let it rip because this is sad. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even look to my left and right. I knew who was yeah, on yeah, my yeah, left yeah. and right. Yeah, you knew. And I'm like, I this is my family. If I can't feel safe with my family, who can I feel safe with? Bingo. Yeah. I think that's a, a powerful statement you say. If I can't feel safe with them, who who, yeah. who can I feel safe? So on a certain level, we need to find as individuals who are these people I can yeah. feel safe with. Yeah. Who could I trust? Who with could these I feel emotions. Safe with? Yeah. With these things, I'm a little scared to showcase yeah. within me, and I think that's an awesome way to think about yeah. stigma. I know that Chaps is down. He's he's available and he's here. I know the MFLAX around. I know these people are around. But I just don't, I just can't breach the doorway. I just can't go in to see them. I would say, ask yourself, why not? Yeah. What are you, what is fear and worry telling you? What is, what are these ideas and culture telling you? What's the narrative that you constructed for yourself? Because what do you have to lose? Oh, well, I have, I could lose my career. I could not be promoted. I could. Not with Chaplin, not with me. Not and and not it's with all an confidential. Not with the MFLAC, Not with a, a psychologist. Not with a spiritual guide. Not with a friend. Yeah. Right. Uh, Even if you went for uh, you know one of the big trends we're having is alcohol problems. Yeah. Even if you went for a thirty day, if you said like, if you finally were honest with yourself and said, I'm drinking the moment I get off of work, and I'm taking a drink in the morning so my hands don't shake. Um, and I may have a DUI or I may be starting to get some legal trouble. Uh, I have relationship trouble over it. I'm going to go get some help. Even if you did that and you, uh, you made the smart decision and went to a 30 day thing. Fantastic. You don't lose your career over that. No, you definitely don't. You do, you do not lose your career over that. And the only thing you have is to gain a better life. That's it. Absolutely. And I wish I, uh, John and I, we, we could talk till we're blue in the face oh, sh- about at 22, I should have done that yes. instead of 27. Oh my gosh, at 22, I certainly should have done right? that. I, I sh- yeah. I've had, so break I, this stigma, break, break that trend, be a pioneer, if you will. Yeah. And so that you'll have that narrative to tell the people you will be over with your mentoring, power. Mentoring. Mentoring, all these things. You can leading, just simply say, developing. hey, look, I went and talked to an MFLAC. I talked to chaps. I went to a psycho. This makes you a better Marine, better sailor, better human being. Better human, Yes. One of the reasons I'm not divorced is because of this. Yeah. Right? Let's put it into those contexts. One of the reasons why I don't uh, beat my kids is because I saw a mentor when I was in the dirt and all these things. Yeah. So let's do it now and break this stigma. It's not... And you'll see that when you go and talk with an individual, you'll see their heart. You'll see their mind. You'll see them. All they want to do is help. Yeah. And they care about you. Yeah. 
Similar and they've to, taken an oath to care about you. And they've you. taken an oath. And we and they yeah. get paid to yeah. care about you. Yeah. Like, if that's not convincing enough exactly. to, to go to these individuals, yeah. uh, I don't know what is. But also, and, man. And you're not going to experience uh, shame or judgment from from these caregivers no. because they're caregivers. Yeah. Their passion in life is to provide care. Yeah. and treatment and yeah. help for people and if you don't get the proper help there they're going to help you find it absolutely. somewhere absolutely yeah. well john this has been a great conversation not only have we tackled casinos over disneyland perhaps for children <laughs> yes for if any parents it's a out small there world say, it's a small world we've also shared some really interesting things great films to watch we got whale and benji and benji uh, i mean yeah. two very emotionally yeah Ooh, yeah, know. and if I threw in Old Yeller and Bambi, Old Yelder, it's not going to hurt you. It, it's going to make you cry. Yeah. yeah, and please, for all you out there, myself included, if the frog shows up in the throat and you're with, just let let let, let them the flow. tears go. Let them let, let them go. Fly. See what happens. Yeah, you know, does it make you any less of a man? No, absolutely, or not. a woman, or it it certainly will make you human. By absolutely. The way. Yeah, but let's tap into those best parts of yes. what, what makes humans humans. Please, and recognize it's all right to be vulnerable. It's empowering to be vulnerable. It takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable. Absolutely, and that is what makes a man. That that's what makes a woman. That's every time someone steps into my office, I congratulate them. I say, "Way to go, my man." Yeah, yeah. Be it female, man, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It, wow. This is exactly what I would want my sons. I have three boys. Mm -hmm. And if I had a daughter, which I wish I did, God only gives me sons. I would say this is what I, wow, way to go today. Yeah. Way better than 100% on a math test. Yeah, Because exactly. that's what we applaud. Oh, wow, you're so smart. Yeah. You know, yeah. oh, wow, you made that basket. You're way, way to go, Bryce. prowess. Wow. Yeah, but nope. this is, I try let's to. Let's be decent humans. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. John, as always, care about you. You're a good human being for Ditto. the most part. As always, do. And yes. I always love our conversations. Same God here. God bless you, brother. All right. See you.